Good morning, Grace Church. It's so great to see you. I want to welcome you this morning. Thank you for coming and spending some of your weekend with us here. I am Pastor Nicole, and it's so great to see you this morning. We are in the middle of 21 days of prayer and fasting right now. We actually have one week left, and so if you're just joining us, it's not too late. You can jump in and be a part of this because God is doing big things. And we are experiencing breakthrough in our individual lives and as a church. And so I want to challenge you to participate. Find something that you can do this week to be a part of prayer and fasting. And maybe if you haven't even ever tried fasting food, maybe you try that this week. Maybe you fast one meal or two meals or maybe even 24 hours and really step into what God has for you this year and believe for breakthrough in your life because amazing things are in store for us this coming year. And, and I know all of us would love for an amazing year in 2020, right? And so I ask you this morning, what if this could be your best year ever? What if this could be the best year of your life? What if you are on the edge of breakthrough. What if? What if you could take steps to do something you've never done in your life so you can have something you've never had? And so maybe that is joining us in prayer and fasting this week because you've never done that and it's going to get you to a place in your life where you've never been before. And so now is the time. Now is the time. This is such a significant time being a new year and a new decade. It's so significant in our life right now. And so don't wait. Jump in. Be a part. Because you may be looking at this past year and how it was for you. And, and you might be thinking, well, this last year was just so difficult. It was so hard. There was challenges and difficulties and I just, I just want this next year to be easier. I just want it to be so much easier. And it's, it's great, right? When things are easier, it's just better, right? It just seems to be so much better when we're not facing issues or problems or difficulty, right? But the odds of you experiencing this year without any problems or issues are, is very slim. Probably is not going to happen but we just think things are so much better when they're easier, right? I don't know if you have ever had to go to the DMV for any reason, but it's certainly not easy, is it? Uh, I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but going to the DMV is not an easy thing. You go in and you get a number and you have to sit there and wait and wait and wait and wait, hours and hours and hours, right? It's, it's not easy being at the DMV. It's, it's challenging. But if you've ever taken the time to go online and make yourself an appointment at the DMV before you go, when you walk in, you just check in and they give you the number. And within minutes, you're called back to the booth and you take care of your stuff and then you get to leave. And let me tell you, that was life-changing for me. I will not go to the DMV any longer without making an appointment online because it was amazing. I was in and out within 15 minutes. Totally life-changing. And so it's so much better 
right? Because it's easier. So we may be hoping for that for our year this year. We may be hoping that it's easier so that it's better. But what if, what if this year can be better for you because you're going to be lighter? You're not going to be carrying around a bunch of stuff with you. What if this could be your best year ever because you decide not to carry all the extra burdens around with you? Maybe this could be a better year for you because you decide not to carry around those things in your life that are not necessary. Because a lot of times we just go through life, right, dragging all these things along with us, picking them up, these issues and problems along the way, right? We just pick them up as we go through life. And it gets harder and harder because we get heavier and heavier. And so maybe this could be the best year of your life because you decide that you want to be lighter. I know for me, when I travel, it's, it's very difficult for me to pack. I'm not a great packer. I want to just take all the stuff that I want to take with me. And so my husband has an arrangement with me that if we're traveling somewhere in-state where we're driving just a few hours to go to, he tells me, you have no limitations, honey. You can take whatever you want to take. Pack as much as you want to pack because we have plenty of space, plenty of room. You are not constrained by limitations when we're traveling in the car like that. And so I just love it. I'm like, yes. It just, it's less pressure, it's less, you know, anxiety on me of trying to figure out what, I can only bring a few things, what am I going to bring, and uh, so I don't know if any of you struggle with that, maybe it's just me, is it just me? Okay, all right, good, I'm glad I've got a few people with me here, um, but when I travel on a plane somewhere, it changes a little bit, I'm, I'm under constraints, like I have restrictions, I have a certain size bag that has to weigh a certain amount, and that's it. And nowadays when you're traveling, you're, you're paying sometimes for your carry-on and for your checked bag. And so, man, I, I got to pack light when I travel on a plane. And that's hard for me. It's super difficult. So I don't know if you experience that too. But this past week, I actually traveled for a few days. And, and I ended up just taking a personal item for three days because they were going to charge for the carry-on, they were going to charge for a check bag, and so I was like, oh, I'm just going to take a personal item. And you guys, I did it. I traveled for three days in this bag right here. That's miraculous. Thank you. I need a pat on the back for that. I'm telling you, I need to be celebrated, okay? This is a miracle. Three days in this bag. And I took my work computer and book to read and everything. And I traveled for three days in this thing. I mean, it was amazing. But man, what a difference it made when I traveled. I didn't have to go to the counter to check a bag in. I just got right on the plane carrying that, fit right under the seat. I was good to go when I landed. I just grabbed my bag and off I went. I didn't have to go through baggage claim. It was amazing. It made traveling so much easier. And so that's what this next year can look like for us. If we just make that choice that we want to travel a little bit lighter. Because 
I believe that God wants you to experience true freedom this year. And that's going to require being delivered from things that are holding you back. Because we all have those things. We all have those things that hold us back. And you probably could even tell me what they are. You're probably thinking of them right now. But the problem comes because it's going to take some hard work to remove those things from our life. We, we can figure out what they are. We know what those things are that are holding us back. But the problem comes in the hard work that it's going to take to be delivered from them. Because honestly, we just would rather deal with it. We just would rather keep going through life carrying those things around, right? We tell ourselves, listen, it's just going to be easier not to face those issues, not to deal with them. It's just easier. So I'm just not going to do it. But if this is going to be the best year of your life, this is going to take some effort. It's going to take some work on your part. But the amazing thing is that God gave his people some incredible promises to help us live this life that he intended for us, to help us to live this life of freedom. He gave us some incredible promises. And Pastor Aaron shared those with us last week out of the book of Exodus, chapter 6, verse 6 to 7. I just want to reiterate it with you today, where it says, Therefore, say to the people of Israel, I am the Lord. I will free you from your oppression, and I will rescue you from your slavery in Egypt. I will redeem you with a powerful arm and great acts of judgment. I will claim you as my own people, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God, who has freed you from your oppression in Egypt. And so there are four promises that God gave to the people of Israel in this passage. And so I want to show you what those are. Number one is that he says, I will free you. The second is he said, I will rescue you. And then he says, I will redeem you. And he says, and I will claim you as my own. Those are God's promises. And the great news is that those promises are not just for the Israelites. Those promises are for us. If you have chosen to follow God, then these promises are for you. And if you have become a part of God's family and you have said yes to Jesus, then you have access to all of God's promises. All of them. And so we see here in this list that the first promise that God gives is that he will free us. He wants to free us. And so what is it that he is saying there that he wants to free us from? He wants to free us from our sin. Because just like the Israelites were slaves in, in Egypt, they were, sla- they were stuck in slavery, right? We can be stuck in slavery to our sin. And so God is saying, I want to free you from that. In Romans 7, 24 to 25, it says, Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God 
The answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. And so God, he wants to save us from that slavery to sin. He wants to free us. And, and he tells us the answer in this passage. He says the answer is Jesus. The answer is salvation. And it's a free gift to all of you. And you no longer have to go around as a slave to sin. You are free. Isn't that great news? Yeah, that's great news. But the moment that we accept Christ, that is our moment of salvation. And once we receive that and we begin living in our salvation, we have some work to do after that moment of salvation. We've got some work to do. And we're going to need to be delivered from our past, from bad behaviors, from bad habits, from sins that are still entangling us. Because even though we've accepted Christ and we've said yes to Jesus, we can still be entangled in our sin, and we've got to become free from that. And that's going to take some work. It says in Philippians 2, verse 12 to 13, it says, Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I am away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation. Obeying God with deep reverence and fear, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. And so we have some work to do. Salvation is an incredible moment where we get to say yes to Jesus and we get to receive that free gift. It's an incredible moment. And then we follow it up with the profession of our faith by the experience of baptism, which is incredible and powerful. But then we have this step that we're supposed to be taking through deliverance. And that, that step is actually a process, and it's going to take time. And some of us, some of us may have even skipped over that step. But it's so important. It's an important part of our journey. And we need to walk through that deliverance from those things that are holding us back because we cannot move on to tomorrow's promises until we deal with yesterday's mess. We can't do it. We've got to deal with the mess. And so many of you here have probably accepted Christ in your life, maybe even years ago, maybe even when you were a child, you may have been following Christ your whole life, or maybe you just accepted him recently. But you, you feel like you've all of a sudden got to this lid that, that you just can't break through, and you're kind of banging up against it, and you're not sure what's holding you back, and it's time for you to break through that. You need to be delivered from those things from your past. So it may be many different things. It could just be sins from your past that you experienced or maybe even things you're struggling with currently, sins you're, you're, you're choosing to, to do currently. Maybe um, th there's just things that you got involved in that you shouldn't have and those things are holding you back. We know from Scripture that we're never going to be sinless. It's not possible for us to be sinless, but... We should be moving and growing to eliminate those sins from our life. That should be our 
goal. That should be our, our process of what we're trying to do in our lives is to eliminate that from ourselves. So maybe there's been times where you've just been caught up in, in gossiping or maybe lust or anger or addictions, maybe just some bad habits. But we have to move away from that sin. We have to be on this process and this journey of moving away from the sin. And we know in Scripture that God offers us forgiveness from those. We know we can't be sinless, but we know we can receive forgiveness when we do sin. And this comes through us confessing those sins. It tells us in 1 John 1, 9, but if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. And so we have an opportunity through confession to bring those before God and to receive forgiveness. There's power. There's power in confession. There's power in exposing those sins to the light. I know recently I was really struggling with some discouragement, with some jealousy, with some comparison. I had these things in my heart, and I knew they weren't right, and then, then it was causing me to think about these things and dwell on it, and it was just consuming me. It just began consuming me, and, and it wasn't right. And I knew a lot of these were lies from the enemy, but I believed them, and they just were, were messing with me and consuming me. And so I hadn't really told anybody about these things at all. And in fact, I was a little embarrassed because I knew better and I knew the enemy was messing with me and telling me these lies. And so honestly, I was a little embarrassed. And so I didn't tell anybody. And then one day, God was just like, you have got to get this out. You've got to deal with this. And so I was like, yes, you're right. And so I, I talked to one of my trusted friends who had I knew would understand and support me and pray for me. And I just shared with her. I was like, listen, this is so stupid and, and it's just awful. And I know I shouldn't have kept this in, but I'm struggling with these things. And there's this jealousy and this comparison and it's causing me to just think wrong thoughts and all this. And, and I just confessed it all before her. And I am telling you immediately, I just felt this huge burden lift off of me. And I was able to just lay that down in that moment. By bringing it to the light, by exposing it to the light, I was able to get rid of it. And so that's how it works. There's power in confession. There's power in repenting of those sins and receiving forgiveness. And so God says we can confess our sins and we can receive that forgiveness. But you may do that, and, and like I did, you may have done that, but there still may be some sin that is entangling you. There's some things that are, that are holding you back still, and so this is going to take some work and some effort for us to be free. So we're going to have to work to keep receiving our deliverance so that we don't end up like the Israelites. Because if you continue reading their story in Exodus 6, yes, God promised to free them, and he did. He freed them from slavery in Egypt. He took them out of that land and 
just showed miraculous signs and wonders along the way and freeing them from Egypt. And so they were no longer slaves. They were free. But even though they left Egypt, the land of slavery, they still had some of Egypt left in them. Even though they were freed from slavery, after they left, they were still living as slaves. So we don't want to end up there. So we're going to have to work on some things. We're going to have to deal with some issues in our life. And one of those is addictions. So you might be thinking to yourself, well, you know, I, I don't struggle with addictions because normally when you hear the word addiction, you think of maybe drugs, alcohol, pornography, gambling, so maybe those are things you don't struggle with. So when I say, listen, we've got to deal with our addictions, we've got to get delivered from them, you might be saying, well, that's not me. Well, let me define an addiction for you this morning. And addiction, an addiction is defined as anything we do that we don't want to do, but we can't stop doing it. Anything that we don't want to do, but we can't stop doing It's ingrained pattern that holds us to false idols to escape our pain. And so when you look at it that way, it changes things a bit, doesn't it? When you hear that definition of addiction, more than likely every single one of us is struggling with an addiction of some kind. Every single one of us. And so this is relevant to all of us. Because you may not struggle with those things I, I listed earlier, but maybe for you, maybe, maybe it's overworking, overeating. Maybe you're addicted to social media or your phone. Maybe it's working out. Maybe it's television. Maybe it's binge-watching shows for hours and hours and hours. Maybe it's shopping or spending money. At first, it's just something that you do but then it becomes an escape for us. And so we end up doing this thing to escape the pain we're feeling or the stress in our life. It drives us to do this thing that we thought was okay, but now it's ending up in addiction because we're running to it as an escape. And you know it's definitely a problem if a threat to your addiction is, an, is a threat to you. That, that should tell you it's a problem. And, and it should also tell you a problem that when your emotions get triggered, when you get stressed or somebody hurts you or you have this pain you're feeling, you need comfort. And so you run to that thing as an escape instead of dealing with the emotion and where that came from. See, the enemy wants to rob you of a joy-filled, victorious life. And he wants you addicted. He wants you running to these things instead of to God. He doesn't want you addicted to God. He wants you addicted to these other things because they replace God in our life. But the great news for us today is that is not where God wants to lead you. 
God does not want to leave you there. He does not want you to just continue in these addictions. We can overcome them. Just because these things are available to us in our life does not mean that we have to do it. It tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12, it says, Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. So just because it's there, just because it's available, does not mean we're going to let that in our life and let it control us because God has bigger things for us. God wants to help us to overcome the addictions and to be free from them. And it tells us in Scripture that through Christ, all things are possible. So this is not an impossible thing for us in our life to overcome these addictions that that entangle us. It's not impossible. God says all things are possible with me. Run to me instead of that thing. So we can be free from these addictions. We do not have to allow them to control our lives any longer. We can be delivered from them. And Christ is our answer. Because when we are weak, when we don't feel like we can do it through him, we are strong. The second thing that we're going to need to deal with is our wounds. Our wounds. We all have wounds in our life. We have picked up wounds through our journey of life, through things that have happened to us, negative things that were said to us, issues or problems we've faced that have wounded us. Maybe it was someone close to you that said something to you, and it just was a deep wound that that you've carried around now. And so some of us have been hurt very, very badly. And when you have a wound, it's, it's open. Sometimes there's some scabbing over it, but the thing with the wound is, is that it can reopen very easily. And so some of us are still walking around with these wounds that are open and they're not even healed up yet. And they're causing us problem in our life. They're holding us back. And so maybe... You've been hurt badly by an ex-spouse, maybe a parent, maybe a coach, a mentor, a business partner, a friend or a family member, and it's, and it's wounded you deeply. Maybe even some of us here have unfortunately dealt with physical or sexual abuse, and it's just a very, very deep wound. So I want to say to you this morning, if that's you, if you have experienced something like that in your life, I am so sorry. And we look at that and and we say, why, why, God, did that happen to me? Sometimes things like that, they just, we just can't explain them. They just don't make any sense to us. And they're so terrible. So I'm so sorry if you've had to experience a wound like that in your life. It's unthinkable. But the thing is that we, we can't always control what happens to us. We can't always control that. We can't always control what people do to us or what they say to us. But 
the one thing we can control is how we handle it, is how we choose to deal with it. That's what we can control. And so we are only responsible for our actions. We're only responsible for how we choose to deal with those wounds that we picked up along our journey of life. That's what we're responsible for. So you may have been hurt badly by somebody who was hurting themselves, but it doesn't have to continue, and and we get to choose how we move forward from that. I know for me in my life, I was just going through life, doing all the things I needed to do, and just I'm kind of a full speed ahead kind of person. If you know me, I'm just go, 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 go. There's a lot to do and a lot to accomplish, and I've got big to-do lists every day, and I'm just go, 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 and I try to accomplish as much as I can in a day and in a week, and I'm just a go person. Like, I want to get things done, and so that was me just going through life, go, 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 and helping everybody, and I can I can help everybody, and I can do all this stuff, and I can be all, this, be all these things to all these people, and all of a sudden, I'm running through life full speed, right, and smack, I hit a brick wall. Man, that woke me up so fast, and I thought, what's going on? And immediately, I just knew I could not take another step in life the same way I had been going through life. It wasn't going to work anymore. All of those things, all of those wounds I picked up over life that I hadn't dealt with, man, they made me stop. I hit that brick wall, and I wasn't going any further. And I knew in that moment, I knew in that time that this was was time to deal with those things. This was time to deal with those wounds. And that I wasn't going to be able to keep going in life with those wounds any longer. But what I realized was that it was going to take some major work on my part. It was going to take some major effort, some major commitment on my part to work through those wounds. And let me tell you, I I can tell you this because I'm on the other side of it, but it was difficult and it was painful. But I can tell you now that I am living in a place of freedom that I had never lived in my life ever before and it has been worth everything that I went through to get to this place it was worth the pain it was worth the tears it was worth the effort and the work that I put in it was worth all of it to to be delivered from those things and to not let those affect the way I was living any longer it was worth it and one of the big things that was instrumental to me in my life was the freedom group. I went through a freedom group for myself, and it was transformational for me. It was the beginning of this work in me that needed to happen. But here's the thing. We are going to have to be willing to work through the pain to experience the growth in our lives that leads us to that freedom. We're going to have to be willing to work through it. 
to heal those wounds and that pain we've experienced in our life. And because I'm on the other side, because I've walked through it, I can stand before you this morning and say, listen, I want this for you. I want this for your life. There is nothing like it. And the amazing thing is that God wants this for your life too, and that's why he promised it for to you. He promised you the freedom that you want. It's there. And he's here today, and he wants to heal you. He wants to redeem you and deliver you, and he wants you to call you his own child. He wants that for your life. As I talked about earlier with the wounds, You know, it's open, and sometimes it does have that scab over top of it, but when somebody says something or does something, triggers that wound again, it opens back up. And so what we want to do is we want to receive healing from that, and we want new skin to grow over that wound so it's closed up, so it no longer can start bleeding or, or oozing again. We want that new skin to be over top of it, but we know what happens when that new skin goes over top is it makes a scar, right? And so you always can see that mark. Even though there's the new skin over it, you can still see the mark. And that mark is a story. It's part of your story. But it no longer brings you to the place of the pain that it once did because you've healed from it. So I don't know about you, if you've ever had to get stitches and you have a scar, all of those scars have a story, right? I know for me, when I was really little, my... We were playing around in the house, and I was being chased, and, you know, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you. And I was, like, really little, really little, about 18 months maybe. And so I was running and running, and I looked back at the person chasing me, and I wasn't watching where I was going, and I ran into the front door. Well, I was just tall enough where I hit the door hinge, and you know how it sticks out from the door, and it's pretty sharp. So I ran right into it right here on my forehead. And it opened a big gash in my head, and I had to go and get stitches. And so I've got a scar up here, but I also have a story. It doesn't cause me pain anymore, but there's a story from it. I've been healed. So that's where we want to get to in our life. God wants to heal you. He wants those wounds to have new skin over them. He wants to bring that healing to you. It tells us in 1 Peter 2.24, he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, you are healed. By his wounds, you are healed. And so because he on the cross, Jesus on the cross, took lashings and and whippings on his back and it opened up wounds all over his body. Because he took those wounds on his own body, Our wounds can be healed. By his wounds, we are healed from our wounds. So it's great news for us today that we can be healed from our wounds. You have access to that healing that you need. You no longer have to go through life living with these open wounds any longer wants to heal you. The third thing that we're going to need to work through is curses. And so I'm not talking about 
the kind of curses where you might think where maybe you've seen it in a movie and you're like, whoa, is that like, you know, where you're possessed and you need to have an exorcism and stuff like that? Are you talking about that? And no, that is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a curse being a plan of attack that the devil has for us. A strategy that the enemy uses to take us down and ruin our life. That's the kind of curses I'm talking about. Because a curse actually can be something that you picked up over your journey of life. Maybe something negative that was said to you. Maybe something negative that was done to you. And that has then now defined who you are. It has defined your journey in life. It has defined your future. That's the kind of curse I'm talking about. Because what the devil does is when that thing was said to you, when that thing was done to you, he loves to come in and ride the coattails of that negative thing and attach it to you so that that becomes who you are. That's the kind of curse I'm talking about. God wants to break those off of you. God wants to free you from those. He wants you to live free and delivered from all of those things. Because the enemy wants to continue to use that to keep you down and to keep you stuck where you are. And God wants you free from that. But we've got to watch out. We've got to watch out for the enemy who does these things and, and attaches these curses to us. It says in 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil, who prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. He's looking for a way to get you. And this is one of the ways he does that. And so when somebody said something to you when you were a child, maybe they said to you that you were not good enough. And they spoke that over you, and that became a part of you. You decided that was who you are, that you're just not good enough. And that attached to you. We're going to break that curse off of you today. You're going to be delivered from that because your God tells you that you are more than a conqueror, that you are a child of God, that you were bought with a price, and he cares deeply for you. Maybe along your life, somebody said to you, well, you're too young. God can't use you. You're just too young. Well, that is something that the enemy is using against you. We're going to break that off because God tells us, do, do not let anyone look down on you because of your youth. I have a future and a plan for you. Maybe someone told you along the way that you were a mistake, that you weren't wanted and that's a curse the enemy has used over you your whole entire life to keep you from living out God's plans and purposes for your life. But God says to you, listen, you were fearfully and wonderfully made, and I delight in you as my child. We will no longer live under the curses the enemy has attached to us. We will break those off. We will be delivered from those, and we will live in freedom. Now is the time for this in your life. Now is the time. You have to decide this is what you want. You have to decide to step into it and to live in freedom. This is your choice today. You get to decide today to not let what the enemy meant to define you 
or to destroy you, to define you. We are not going to let what he meant to destroy us, to define us. No longer. No longer. Now is the time we're going to be free from this. We're going to be delivered from these things. And so this can be the best year of your life. It's up to you. God gave you these promises, and it's for you to receive them. It's for you to take them and for you to live them out in your life. One of the ways that you can step into it is is finishing up this 21 days of prayer and fasting with us. Step into it. Challenge yourself. Do something for that breakthrough in your life. And also take a step to be in our connection groups today, maybe even a freedom group. There you are going to find the tools and the things that you need to stay living in freedom. You can take the step to do this. It's up to you. So as I close today, why don't you stand to your feet and join me as we pray. We're going to lift our hands up towards God today. Let's lift our hands up in this place this morning and let's just declare this morning, God, we just come before you and we just declare this morning that we are free, that we want to live in freedom today, God. God, that you have that force in our life and that we want to walk in it. We want to embrace that. And we want to have all that you have for us in our life today, God. We desire you, God. We no longer will live under the curses of the enemy. We no longer live, God, under addictions and wounds and curses that are holding us back, God. But we thank you that you've delivered us from those, God, that we have freedom through you, that through God all things are possible. And God, we can be delivered. We can be set free to live the victorious life that you have for us, God. This can be our best year yet. So we declare that this morning. We look to you. And we just say that, that this is a room full of freedom, God, in this place. And we just have to step into it, God. So, God, I just pray that each person here this morning would have the courage and the bravery to take the steps that are needed to break free, God, and to live as you've called them to live, God. And we just come against the enemy in this place who tries to torment us and to keep us down and to keep us bound up. But we say that he has no place here in the name of Jesus, that he must flee by the mighty name of Jesus, that we are overcomers through you and that we are the head and not the tail and that there is no weapon formed against us that will prosper because we are your children and you have given us freedom and we choose that today. In Jesus' name, amen.